Ten-year-old Ileana, or Lily Peters, was reported missing on Sunday night by her dad. On Monday morning, Lily's body was found along the side of a hiking trail in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Authorities have declared this a homicide investigation, and they are asking locals to maintain a state of vigilance as there may be a continued danger to the public. everybody and welcome to true crime paranormal with the psychic sisters this is katie weaver and i'm here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody how's it going pretty good i i will admit i did the big swap last night summer oh. clothes for winter clothes so oh, did you uh i'm putting a lot of faith in idaho right now don't get <laughs> me wrong I, I, I saved a few warm pairs of pants out just in case, because, you know. Well, I mean, we are going camping soon, so. Right. You got to have the warm stuff then, because it doesn't matter how warm it has been. Memorial weekend will sh- be, it'll suck. It, mm-hmm. There'll be some rain. It'll be cold. Yep. And it'll be fun nonetheless, so. Yes, it will. Well, good for you. That's awesome was thinking about the big swap and thinking probably what I should do is just throw everything away and start over. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I do that. I have two bags of clothes to donate from um, stuff I don't like from the winter and stuff from last summer I don't want again. Yeah. I, I do that because I like to turn my clothes over pretty often. So mm-hmm. I hear this. Yeah. Well, well there you go. Maybe it's... that's what you need to do too. Well, I, I probably should. If I could find some time to go shopping, maybe I would. <laughs> Well, we have, it's Tuesday. This is our Tuesday episode and we have, uh, oh man, we've got some big stuff for you guys today. So Christy, I'm going to kick the mic over to you for our uh, first case, which is an MMIW. Yes. So this is an update on an MMIW case that we did last year. You might remember the murder of Jade Wagon. Oh, yeah. This was in Wyoming, and Jade was found outside, and her death was ruled as a... Exposure. um, Exposure, right. Which is a, a really frustrating thing that keeps happening in Wyoming and Montana and Idaho is that young people go missing are found dead and they just you know they just went out in the snow and lay down and died yeah well during that case we covered jade's sister mm-hmm. jocelyn yes so jocelyn watt and her boyfriend rudy perez had been murdered the year before jade was murdered because mm-hmm. jade was murdered we all know she was well some progress has been made arrests have been made in the jocelyn watt and rudy perez murders wow yeah, so Patrick Sunrose and Bryce Terran and Corbin Headley have all been arrested and charged with conspiracy to commit aggravated burglary in relation to that case. So wow. it appears that, and there may also be a fourth person that has not been taken into custody yet. 
Uh, but it appears that it was a burglary that resulted in the murders of, well, oh, sorry, they, the two felony murders and the aggravated burglary. So basically okay. there were felony murders that happened in the commission of a burglary. They, they were murdered in their apartment, right? Yes. And remind me of which reservation this was. Uh, it's Riverton. So it's. Uh, Is it Green River? I can't remember it. My notes don't say, and I can't remember, but it Wind might. River. Is it the Wind River Reservation? Wind River. It's near Riverton, and I know that the I know that the tribe's name has Riverton. Oh, it is Wind River. It's Wind, Wind River. River. Okay, I knew it was River something. Okay. Yes, and so and this is an enormous reservation, right? It is. It is an enormous reservation, and Nicole Watts, who is Jade and Jocelyn's mother, mm -hmm. has been working tirelessly mm -hmm. to get their cases solved to not allow these deaths to just go unsolved like they often do. And we don't know if we're going to get any resolution on Jade, but this is definitely progress. That's really interesting progress because Jade wouldn't shut up about her sister's death. Right. And so it's possible there's a connection there. Now, in July, Nicole uh, Wagon, the girl's mother, said that a warrant had actually been issued in Jade's death, but mm -hmm. there have not been any arrests. And so we don't know exactly what that means if they can't find a person. Um, but there is progress and she has just not let up. Nicole. Yeah. Uh, um, Thank goodness Wagon, she's okay. Yeah. She is. Yeah. No kidding. But she is a real trooper and she has, is not giving up on fight, fighting for her daughters. But I was really pleased to hear that there's some progress on Jocelyn's case. And hopefully yes. that leads to some progress in Jade's case as well. Yeah. Wow. So some good news there. Really good news. And honestly, I'm blown away because these cases just rarely get solved. So yeah. good deal. Well, Nicole Wagon is just not going away. Mm -hmm. And good she's on been you know, they've had marches and, you know, all kinds of things yeah. to keep the, the pressure on the officials. And I'm mm -hmm. really, really glad for that. So hopefully, yeah. you know, as things roll out with these guys, we may find out some more about what happened to Jade as well. Well, if not for that, if not for her hard work, they would just go unsolved. Oh, for sure. Well, and, um, you know, Jade wouldn't let up on on Jocelyn's murder right. and her mom clear back in 2020 when this happened when Jade was killed. Um, she thought then that this was related to Jocelyn's death because, yeah, you know, she was pushing on that and, you know, yeah. talking and not shutting up. And she's always thought they were connected. So hopefully wow. we're going to get some more information there. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Great update. Glad to hear it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to send this over to you for the main case. Okay. Okay, this is a really sad breaking case out of Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. This is Jade Peters, who is 10 years old. And Sunday evening, she left her aunt's house and was essentially headed home and disappeared, never made it home. And her dad reported her missing. And this is an area where there is a wooded uh, bike path, a, a wooded trail. And they didn't know for sure that that's where she had gone. But there was a search underway, of course, because she was uh, reported missing. And so 
there was a search underway for her and in the uh you know the course of the search they had discovered of course that she uh they found her bike but they didn't find her mm-hmm. so this was sunday night uh jade did not qualify for uh an amber alert a lot of people in the community did not know that she uh, was missing jeez this amber alert thing is so aggravating mm-hmm. so monday morning this is just yesterday morning uh this came through on uh, the scanner from people listening to the scanner. Law enforcement to go to the parking lot at Line and Kugels. That is a brewery that is like right by this uh, this trail. East side, a couple of sus- sus- subjects in the woods are hysterical. That was at 8.55. And then at 8.56, EMS requested missing child. This will be a P&B which is a not not breathing indication, oh. a body not breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, it does look like it was uh, you know, strangers walking in the woods that found her body. And they pretty immediately called it a homicide. Yeah, now they're asking the public to be really careful because they don't know what they're looking at here. So there has been a real crackdown of security around their schools. People in the community are absolutely horrified and don't know what to think. And there's just a, you know, very preliminary search now to figure out what in the world happened to Jade, who did this to Jade. I was, I want to show you the, uh, let's see. I want to show you the press conference from, the law enforcement officers when they found Jade. So I'm going to share that. I'm the chief of police for the Chippewa Falls Police Department. This is an update on the missing person case that was first reported last night. At about 9 o'clock last night, the Chippewa Falls Police Department received information that Ileana Lilly, M. Peters, age 10, was missing from the city of Chippewa Falls. Lily's father reported that she had not returned home from a visit from her aunt's house at 400, in the 400 block of North Grove Street. Officers later located a bicycle in the woods near the walking trail between the end of North Grove Street and the line of Kugel's Brewery parking lot. Numerous agencies and resources were called to assist with the search for Lily. At about 9.15 this morning, a body was located in the wooded area near the walking trail. The Chippewa County Coroner's Office has now confirmed that this is the body of Lily Peters. At this point, we are considering this a homicide investigation. We do not have anyone in custody at this time, and we are continuing to follow up on multiple leads. The Chippewa Falls Police Department has numerous assisting agencies, and we'd be willing, and we will be working diligently and tirelessly on this case. We encourage anyone with information to please contact the Chippewa Falls Police Department and to maintain a state of vigilance as there may be a danger to the public. To maintain the integrity of this very active and ongoing investigation, I am unable to provide any further details at this time. I do anticipate an additional press conference around five o'clock tonight. We would like to extend our deepest sympathies to the family and friends of Lily Peters during this tragic time.
Well, as you can imagine, uh, first responders are tremendously impacted by anything that, that, uh, anything that impacts one of our children. So it is very difficult for them and the investigators. Um, so I wish, uh, thank you for your patience and we will provide more information as soon as we're able to. So thank you. And there you go. The poor wow. so first responders in this case. Oh yeah. That's that been so funny. sad. Yeah. So sad. So a few thoughts in the area. Uh, this town is teeming with sex offenders. Oh my God. Yeah, it is. Holy hell. Just in the direct area. Yikes. But, uh, I read last night that there are over 500 registered sex offenders in this little town. Oh man. Mm -hmm. That's horrible. Why? I wonder why there's so many or why they're allowing that many. Like, yeah, it just seems not safe. Right. Not saying it was one of them, but it's honestly, it's the first place that a lot of, uh, you know, people look when sure. something like this happens. Uh, you did probably catch that he said that they have multiple leads. And so I, I certainly hope those are viable leads. It is uh, it's just unthinkable for their town you know, to be going through this and for her poor family. It's just an unbelievable thing to have happen. Now, there has been a petition started to create a Lily Alert, you know, because yet again, people yes. are damn tired of the broken Amber Alert system right. not helping the people that it needs to help. Yeah, that's of course, just ridiculous. Yeah, and she didn't fit the requirements because they didn't know who took her? And that basically acts as the Amber Alert. So they started a petition at change.org. I have listed that in the uh, show description. If you'd like to sign that, that would be amazing. But, you know, the public wants to know. They, they want to know because, first of all, it seems as though there is a killer on the loose in their town. And also, they could have been looking. They could have been more diligent. They could have been more of the solution had they known. Right. Right. So, if no one knows a child is missing, you know, they're not going to yeah. think anything weird's going on in their community. People need to know. Mm -hmm. It makes people more aware. Yep. So they have uh, asked everyone in their town to wear purple. And so the town is just... Uh, coming out in droves, the kids at school, people's mailboxes in front of their homes. There's just purple everywhere wow. in uh, solidarity for Lily and for her family. So obviously this is a brand new unfolding case. We wanted to start an investigation on it now. One thing I have been unable to learn yet, but I would like to know a little bit more about who Lily was. She was 10. She was adorable. She was riding her bike. She was having fun with her family. Right. I just think about all the 10 year old girls that I know, you yeah. know, and, and have known and what a magical time that is for little girls and just how horrifying, who does this, who can do that to a 10 year old. So it's awful. Hopefully we learn and hopefully we learn soon for the sake of her family. I hope a quick arrest is made that sticks, you know, that is. Yeah. Hopefully. And for the sake of their town, because pretty yeah. people are pretty terrified right now. Well, yeah, I'm sure they're worried about the safety of all the other kids in town. For sure, yeah. 
Yeah. So that's what I have. It's not a lot, but it's a start. So again, we'll keep a very close eye on this case. We'll continue to update it. And our hearts go out to all of Chippewa Falls and particularly to Lily Peter's family. Yeah, definitely. So I am going to turn the mic back over to you. And you're bringing a WTF news? Yes. In WTF news, Billy Shamirmir. Oh. You probably remember Billy Shamirmir. We talked about him quite a bit near the end of the year last year. Mm. He is a suspected serial killer out of Texas. Yes. He went on trial, unfortunately, for only one of his victims uh, last winter. Uh, well, end of last year. Mm-hmm. And the jury deadlocked. Yeah. So a new trial for him began today with a bit of a delay because opening statements were supposed to start at 9 a.m., but one of the jurors did not show up. Oh. And they waited for a couple of hours trying to figure out where this dude is. And finally, uh, the judge had to call the court to recess and send the cops out to find this dummy. Um, what the heck? So they find him at work at his job. He's a construction worker and the court called his boss and his boss was like, well, he's here. (laughs) Um, Apparently Uh, he forgot he was supposed to be attending a trial for a serial killer. What? (laughs) I don't know how um, I'm concerned about the, you know, IQ of this jury right now. Um, Do we we need to, Dismiss this juror and bring on an alternate? I mean, Well, the judge did ask him if he could be an impartial juror, and he said yes. So then they got started with the retrial of Billy Shamirmir. But I think what? Yours, this is a big deal. They, he's, he's suspected of at least 18, somewhere between 18 and 24 murders of elderly victims. Yeah. He's actually being tried in the case of Lou Harris. Um are trying Lou again. Yes. Okay. And this is, here's the other part of this, other than the juror being an idiot, that is very concerning to me. In the original trial, his, all of the evidence that the prosecution has is um, uh, circumstantial. Right. They really don't have any physical evidence. They do have the testimony of Mary Bartell, who is the only person who survived an attack by Billy Shamirmir. Now, Mary Bartell was like 93 at the time of the attack. She has mm-hmm. since passed away, but they have a they have video testimony that is allowed in court since she has passed away. Yeah. And but they had it last time too. And I mean, she literally describes the physical attack, how he she he thought he killed her. Mm-hmm. And her friends came to see her and revived her. Uh, he was doing a lot of um, smothering very old people with pillows. Right. And because they weren't strong enough to fight back. Along but, with, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he could steal their jewelry and stuff. But here's here's the the part of it that really concerns me. The prosecutor hopes the large amount of circumstantial evidence will be enough to convict this time. Oh, my God. Well, it wasn't last time. Why are you going back to trial if you don't have any new evidence? But it doesn't appear that they do. They're trying the same case with a different jury. And that worries me because Billy Shamirmer is a very dangerous person. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's going to get convicted. 
Yeah. Oh, so we shall see. But the trial had a bit of a lurch and a lurchy kind of start today, but it has begun. So we'll we'll keep you updated on this case. Um, Fingers crossed that this jury decides that he did kill Lou Harris. But it's such a hard one because most of the crime scenes are gone because they were all ruled natural deaths because they were very old. Right. There was until Lou Harris, they didn't even know. Well, no, that's not true. Until Mary Bartell, they mm-hmm. didn't even know that this guy was operating because mm-hmm. he's killing old women in their 90s by putting mm-hmm. a pillow over their face and then stealing their jewelry, which apparently didn't ring any bells. That's the thing that makes me so mad about this case is that the care facility that these people were living in was so negligent. So they negligent. did not have working cameras where they claimed that they did. They did not even bother to investigate the fact that many of these people that died, their families reported that a good deal of their jewelry and things were stolen, never reported it to the police, just didn't do a damn thing to keep these people safe. It's just astonishing to me that this has happened. Yeah, it really is. Well, I mean, he was coming into retirement homes like dressed as staff and no one even noticed that he in fact did not work there and was finding ways to come and go and anyway and he he actually followed Lou Harris home from Walmart yeah um and so he had branched out I think probably after Mary Bartell he'd kind of branched out outside of retirement homes and followed her home from Walmart and Mm -hmm. broke and they do have some pretty good evidence there I mean they had hurt he had her jewelry box in his possession. They watched him throw it away. Right. There, There is some evidence there, but oh gosh. But it's I, not, he's yeah. not left much physical evidence. Like there's not much physical evidence in her apartment. No. Where he killed her. Like he's, he's, he's been very forensically aware. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed, but I think that this is a fool's errand that the uh, prosecutor is on that they are going to just try the same circumstantial evidence a second time. Good Lord. Well, we will keep a very close eye on this one for sure and let you guys know what's going on. Most definitely. All righty. Well, there you have it. That is Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday with a brand new episode. We'll be back Wednesday night for case updates. And boy, are there case updates this week. Lots of stuff happening. They're piling up. And then, of course, Thursday night for the Psychic Hour. So, so much more great content this week for us to come. And, of course, a lot of late-breaking stuff that we'll keep a close eye on and keep you abreast of. So, thank you so much for being here. This has been yet another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, everybody. Thank you.